Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and we are going to talk about your life strategy. Now, what's interesting is when you talk about someone's life strategy, um, and you ask someone, it's so interesting. It's like, what's your life strategy? You know, it's like, well, I don't know. I never thought about that. And it's like, okay, do you feel like you're getting what you want? And they're like, not really. I'm like, oh, well, great. Here's a solution. And I'm not making fun. Uh, life sometimes feels like a maze. That's why I put a maze on the front of my new book, Problem Solved. And I know when people were little, I've talked to a lot of adults about this. And they say, oh, man, I felt like grownups had like this map, right? Or they had like the way out of the maze, or they had this like answer book that kids didn't have. And then we grow up and realize like, whoa, there is no map and grownups didn't have the map. And, uh, you know, and we make 35,000 decisions a day. And usually when you ask someone what they want, they tell you what they don't want. Okay, they can tell you what they're unhappy with. They can tell you what they don't like about their life. They can tell you about what they don't like about whatever is going on. Okay. But when you think about finding your way out of the map, or I'm sorry, finding your way out of the maze of your life, if all you're saying is, I don't like when I bump against walls that aren't the way out, you could see like that's not like the best strategy. And I know that I know that I know everyone's life could be changed by really reverse engineering their processes, okay? So what I mean by that is if I'm sitting there and I'm talking to you and I say, okay, so I really want my son to get better at volleyball. My son's never played volleyball, but we'll go with that example. So I really want my son to play volleyball, to be really good at volleyball. And you say, awesome. So what are you, you know, are you signing up with a volleyball coach? Are you signing him up with, you know, what are you doing to help him with volleyball. And I say, oh, I'm signing him up for piano lessons. And people are like, what? I thought you said you wanted to be good at volleyball. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, I figured like piano lessons would be kind of the same thing or, you know, the piano teacher was cheaper and it was convenient and it was close to my house. Um, you know, and obviously that's like nutty, but then, you know, you can sometimes say, well, why are you in that job? Well, I've just been in it a long time. Was it making you happy? No. Do you like it? No. Are you happy with your pay? No. Are you happy with this? No. Okay. Well, are you going to change anything or are you going to, you know, stay that, stay in that situation? Um, And again, I'm not, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm making fun. I lived this way for a long time and it's very frustrating and it's heartbreaking to see people not getting the lives they want and not, and feeling like they're in that maze and they're always trapped or feeling like they don't have ownership over their life. Uh, I'm reading a book right now about the third wife of Henry VIII. He had six wives and the third wife of Henry VIII. And it's really interesting to like, and it's obviously the book was written by someone alive now, but just those thought processes of like, well, you know, we don't really have control over what happens to us. So we just have to like make the best of it. And there was this whole conversation about um, this terrible story about like this father and he did something really sketchy to like his daughter-in-law. 
And then, so anyway, the mother was pretty upset about it. Okay. And I was like reading last night before dinner and I was like, whoa. And Ben goes, what's that? And I was like, whoa, that's really bad. Anyway, we'll get into details with that. But I will say, um, you know, it was interesting. And they talked about the mother's patience to endure. And the mother had such power of patience to endure. And that was a, that's a really common thing. It's like, oh, they, they, the queen, the first wife who got cast off so that uh, the king could marry Anne Boleyn. Um, they talked to the same thing. It's like, oh, such terrible things. And she just handled them with such grace. And um, she just endured. She just did such a good job enduring, patience, endurance. And there are some things in our life that might be patiently endured. Okay. But like, let's look at my son. And if I am wanting him to be good at volleyball, and the way I'm getting him to be good at volleyball is to sign him up for piano lessons. And then I'm like, well, I'm just enduring the fact that he, you know, isn't that good at volleyball yet. You know, I'm just hoping with enough time passing that the piano lessons will pay off and he'll be good at volleyball. You just see that, like, what did you just say? What did you just say? Um, but I invite, but I, this happens so normally, you know, I'll talk to someone and they'll want to date. They'll want to get out there and date. And I'll say, awesome. How many dates are you lining up? Where are you going to meet people? You know, how are you bringing new people in your life? And they're like, well, I'm not. Okay. So what's the plan? Well, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping something works out. And it's so sad because I see people frustrated with not getting what they want. And I don't think our society teaches us to connect the dots. And I think the reason I bring up that about the Queens and all that kind of stuff is there's there's been so many times in history that people really were powerless. And so their best strategy was endurance, right? Enduring hard things. And you know, even you know, a couple of generations back, it I hear the craziest stories about like families covering over some just really terrible. Well, this is one of the stories. Uh, but then, you know, people on the phone, like telling me that the the stuff their mothers covered up for them, you know, um, really, I won't say it, trigger warnings, but, um, you know, some, some really difficult situations that, the, you know, the family is like, oh, just keep it in the family. Don't tell anyone Uncle Johnny's nuts. Don't tell anyone your dad drinks that much. Don't tell anyone your mom never comes out of her room. Don't like, that was it. Like the, the strategy was, just don't tell anybody and pretend it's not happening. Happening. The strategy was denial. And I'm not saying that wasn't the best strategy for that time. They didn't have as many choices as we have. But now we have the choices. Now we live in the information age. Now we can connect with information. We can connect with resources. We can connect with people from other countries. We can connect with ourselves in ways that pre previous generations did not have access to. And I want your life strategy to be empowering. I want your life strategy to be feeling like you're getting out of the maze and um, that you're moving forward, that you you feel none of us are in complete control of our own lives. That's for that's for sure. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we can control. We can. Yes, we can control our attitude, but just like the person you know, getting out there to meet people to date, it's we can't control that maybe we are single at this time. That you can control, okay, I'm meeting people, I'm putting myself out there, I'm introducing myself to new situations. So, you know, if you want a new job, I'm getting out there, I'm putting myself in new situations. And 
just really taking just an extra step to critically think about your own life and to really connect, you know, I use a silly example of don't want your, you know, you would never want your kid to become better at volleyball and put them in piano lessons. So if you want to meet someone new, don't stay in your house all the time. If you want to have more wealth and a better job, then be doing job interviews, right? We we just want to connect those dots and um, getting really clear on what problem you're trying to solve can be an easier question than what do you want? Because what do you want kind of clouds people's heads and all that kind of stuff. But thinking about what problem you want to solve, our brains are problem solving machines. Okay. And so we are natural problem solvers. And when we start thinking, okay, what problem am I wanting? I'll tell you one of the problems I'm trying to solve in my life. Um, Writing books are terrible for your health. I have sat and sat and sat and done all this kind of stuff, just sitting, you know, people like, oh, you could find all these ways to write the book. You can write the book standing up, but then like you have to edit and you have to launch, you have to do all this kind of stuff. It's just terribly unhealthy as far as like me being outside in nature and vitamin D and like not being in front of screen all the time, all those things that make us healthy a book is kind of terrible for. Maybe I could write it on a typewriter next time. Doubt it. Um, this book tried to kill me. I'm I'm waiting a while for the next one. Uh, but the but when you you think about what problem am I trying to solve in my own life, I really need to get my health back in check. You know, as I my problem to solve before was getting this book out, and now the problem I'm trying to solve is getting my health in check. Right. So that's a different way of thinking about it than oh. I don't want to put on any weight or I don't want to feel sluggish or I don't want to feel tired, right? It's thinking in terms of what problem you're trying to solve. So you begin to feel powerful and empowered in your life rather than what you don't want, which is just a sense of helplessness. So I hope this information helps you out. If you don't have a life strategy, you're not going to have the life you want. Get a life strategy. Think about what you want your legacy to be. Um, One of my proudest moments as a wife and parent, I guess. Uh, I had this value chart from uh, Lisa Autry's book, which is great. And uh, I I looked at this value chart and I was like, okay, what do you think my values are? What do you think? And like my husband and my kids could pick my values, like almost exactly. And I was like, fabulous. I am living out my top five values. Like my family can see it. My friends can see it. My husband can see it. Like the people closest to me, when I pick out from a chart and I don't tell people what those values are, they see my life in such a way that the dots are lining up, that I'm connecting the dots, that I'm doing what I say I want to be doing. I'm improving the things I want to be improving. Health of that time was not on there, right? (laughs) So when you think about connecting those dots and living out the values, you don't end up with a life of regret and you don't end up thinking, "Ah, if only I had, right, which is not what we want. So if you need any help figuring out your life strategy and what problem you're trying to solve, check out my book, Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. And it just digs into that critical thinking of your life and gets you out. It's a pattern interrupt of like, oh, I've just kind of thought about this way because Maybe previous generations did, or, you know, your parents taught you that, or their parents taught them that, right? And it um, allows that pattern interrupt so you can figure out what problem you're trying to solve and get the life, uh, uh, get a life that you will love, okay? So check it out and hope you have a great day. 
If you have been listening to the Toxic Person Proof podcast and think, gosh, there's really something different about this. There's something different about what Sarah's saying. Good, because there's so many people talking about narcissism and talking about understanding toxic relationships and too few people talking about building an amazing life after a toxic person encounter. Finding love, finding joy, finding that new career, finding a great relationship with your kids, finding yourself, finding your confidence. So if you love what you hear, then you would probably love the Wondrous Woman Program, which is a program that I run to help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person proof, and go on to design lives they're excited about living. So go to my website, sarahkramsey.com. Check out the tab on programs to find out more and then sign up for a call to see if the Toxic Person Proof Program and the Wondrous Woman Program is right for you. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.